Let's start off in Nigeria. The city of Lagos now has the fastest trains in Africa. Well, thanks to a Spanish company based in Madrid called Talgo, it has now the intercity project that is about 34-kilometer intercity project that they are that is underway, but 330 kilometers. You know, in Houteng, we... We thought we had something fast with the 150 kilometer per hour how train project. Now there you go, something almost, well, not almost more than two times that. You've got to imagine the dizzying breakneck speed that you're talking about here. But that's the way the future is headed when you travel in in modern in modern train technology. But in in Lagos, that's what they needed because traffic is a big handicap. In, in, in getting that economy or the Africa's largest economy, largest population going, especially the metropolitan area of, of Lagos in Lagos State. So it is it is quite a good project. I've, I've always said if if Lagos can get its project of getting transportation moving much faster, it will unlock even more value in that economy that, as we know, is the largest in Africa. That's true. In Zimbabwe, the Hangui Coke project to become the biggest in Africa. In the Wanga district, yeah, they're going to increase by 200,000 tons with Coke. Coke and Coke is the low sulfur, low ash coal that, that is used in, in iron ore smelting. So it's a very important input in the industrialization. This is a project that was opened by President Mangakwa, and, and that's why LVSI keeps saying, although there are problems in Zimbabwe, don't overlook such projects, because it's one of the most stable areas of President Mangakwa's cabinet. The man called Winston Chitando, who's the manager of mineral mines and energy, and, and he is quite respected by the industry. So the this is a project where the capacity of this is going to be increased. And if you just think about iron ore in the industrialization of Africa, if you consider that we moved into the Africa continental free trade area, which requires a lot of rail projects to be set up, and we look at the infrastructure developing in general, you look at how much building is happening on the continent. This project places Zimbabwe where I think it should be, the real hub of economic growth and industrialization of the entire Sadek region. And then the richest Africans, uh, the richest Africans' wealth jumps 20 billion rand in less than a month. <laughs> you know, that's the problem when you talk about the rich getting richer. Well, Dangote, his wealth was just under $19 billion, according to Bloomberg Billionaires Index. And in less than a month, because of the increase in value of his cement company, the listed cement company, Dangote Cement, and the growth in that by $1.3 billion due to the share buyback has made sure that his wealth now is over $20 billion. And this makes him one of the 35 billionaires in the world whose net worth has increased. And, you know, people who own luxury goods, luxury company goods and, and all that really haven't seen any knock, especially during the COVID lockdown, because the rich who buy things like jewelry and luxury goods do not really have a problem of whether or not they've been in lockdown. Their wealth is just going up and up. And there you have it. Dagot is one of them. Remember, they have a $19 billion refinery project, the Dagote Group, that is. That is expected to start production this year. 
adding more to the industrialization of Nigeria. But when you are the tycoon that he is driving this process, he's in cement, he's in food, and now he's going to be in oil refinery, you can expect that his wealth is going to do exactly the same thing. And he will continue jumping because he is in basic, very important industries that he's playing a role in. Victor, I know you keep your finger on the pulse on Africa now. We just know now that the Burkina Faso's army has announced that it has deposed the president, Rokabore, and dissolved the government and the National Assembly. What do you mm-hmm. make of that military takeover and what impact will it have on Burkina Faso's uh, economic uh, growth? Burkina Faso, the land of upright people, the home of Thomas Sankara, the day that country deposed Thomas Sankara, Blaise Kampaure, you know his story, they started a journey that almost put the country on the same trajectory as the DRC. Remember, Thomas Sankara was one of the most upright leaders Africa has ever seen. He was a real servant of the people when we long for politicians that can do that. Now, by deposing him, the, the people of Burkina Faso played into the hands of those who manipulate the politics of Africa for the economic gain. This country is part of the central West African state, more inland, and unfortunately, it's right in the area where Mali is, where Niger are, and by deposing him, they just, you know, what? I, I don't make much of politics because I know it's a question of who is behind and whose whose economic, not political, whose economic interest Mm. this coup is serving. And until we uncover that, we as Africans will continue killing each other, fighting each other over petty politics when that's not the real game. The real game is business here. And to get an understanding, go back to who killed Thomas Sankara and why it suited them to do that.